Hey everybody, I'm Luke, and welcome back to The Breakdown. Uh, Pastor Kurt is enjoying a very nice week of relaxation and vacation, and today I am joined by Pastor Brandon Aruda, who leads United. Hey, welcome. Thanks, thanks for having me on, Luke. I really appreciate it. Well, we are very happy to have you. So uh, for those of us who may not know who you are, why don't you just Tell us a little bit of what you do here at the church. All right. So I am the high school youth pastor. I run United. I've been doing it for about a year now. Um, it's been one of the greatest joys of my life um, over the past year, just seeing a lot of high schoolers um, just really grow in the Lord, just really kind of stepping out. Uh, we have a, a student worship team now, which is mm. really starting to take off. Um, just having a lot of kids really sort of like having that, you know, that next level, uh, of like interest and faith and just hunger. So, uh, it's been really cool. Uh, we have actually a parent meeting coming up, um, for any parents of students in United or any parents that have any high schoolers or, um, or even middle schoolers because Pastor Bill, the middle school pastor will also be there. Um, just to get some information as to some upcoming things going on, just how we kind of do Friday nights and just sort of just get to meet us, you know, nice to put a face to a name and just kind of see what, uh, what the youth is doing, which is really cool. That's awesome. And when is this meeting? So that meeting is this Sunday. It's going to be at two o'clock right here at the church. Um, I know this. some people go to first service, but if you want to come back, grab, go out, grab something to eat, yeah. come back. Yeah. It's uh, always good. We will have some food there as well for you guys in case you don't want to actually, you know, you know, kind of come back and go out and get food. We'll have that there. Um, but two o'clock today, two o'clock, not today, two o'clock Sunday yes. uh, here at HPC. That's awesome. And, you know, I've really enjoyed getting to serve with you in United as well. Um, Pastor Brandon does an excellent job. Your lessons are very good. You're a very good teacher. Um, and if your kids are not coming to United or Crown, if they're in middle school, yeah. I highly encourage you to make the effort to bring your kids here to church. It's super, super important. And I understand, you know, sometimes um, we don't want to force uh, things on 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 our kids. Yeah. Maybe maybe you grew up and and your parents forced you to go to church, and you don't want to to force your kids, but encouraging is not the same as forcing. I'm sure, Absolutely. I'm sure you would agree. Yeah. I think there's one thing, you know, I, you know, a lot of times when people feel forced to come, it actually ends up having a negative effect of mm -hmm. like, well, I really don't want to be here and they don't. But honestly, it's just one of the main things that we focus on. And you can speak to this too, mm -hmm. is one of the things we focus on is community. Mm -hmm. And it's about just being among like-minded uh, right. teenagers that are, you know, here for church, they, you know, love God, they, you know, want to serve or they want to just even know more and just hang out. I mean, that's one thing that we're very, like, very particular on. Maybe that's the wrong word, but we're very intentional on yeah. is like making sure we have time to fellowship because of how important that is and to just build community with people who are Absolutely. You know, in your age group. Absolutely. And, and I kind of look at it as, um, you know, when we, when we encourage someone to do something that's, that we know is healthy, even if they don't like it, they will reap the, the benefits of it. And, and it takes faith to do that, Yeah, you know, to push through maybe, um, Maybe your, your child doesn't, is, is resistant to coming. They want to go spend time with some of their friends from, from school instead. Yeah. Uh, but those friends are probably not Christian. Uh, yeah. And it's important that they're around other believers. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge deal to be around other believers. And I think the great thing is that we have such a, a wide spectrum of like interests and hobbies yeah. and like age, like ages. And, you know, it's cool to see like different people, whether you're into like the comic book stuff, you're into the mm -hmm. sports stuff, you're into the, the, whatever it is, like the art stuff. Like it's really cool because we have like kind of a, a we have every, of everything. Kind of we have every yeah. kind of kid. And I feel like I also have like almost every kind of leader. I was about to say that yeah. same thing. We're yeah. like, you know, you may not get, you know, super connect with one of us, but you super connect with another one. And it's really cool to kind of see, 
almost like everything just sort of knit together mm. um, just because, you know, we're all different. The body's all different, but, you know, we all come together as one. And I think that's one thing that, you know, if you have, a, you know, someone that age that's like nervous, like, oh, well, I'm not like, it's like, there are plenty of people that you are like that do come here. Um, and it is just a great time to hang out and to just really be around like-minded people. So, Oh, it truly is. Yeah. It really, really is. I know that's true for me. So um, now let's just jump back to Sunday. So Pastor Zach preached out of the book of Ruth. So the book of Ruth, a uh, very special book. It's in the Old Testament. Um, I Traditionally, uh, people believe that the prophet Samuel actually wrote the book of Ruth. Um, but a little overview about the storyline. So you have this Hebrew family, and the husband's name is Elimelech, and the wife's name is Naomi. Mm-hmm. They, they live in Israel, and there's a famine in Israel. So they're running out of food, so they decide to go to Moab. They decide to leave um, Israel and go to Moab. Now, Moab was a pagan land. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Lord had been very clear that there wasn't to be mixing of his people with pagans. Yeah. Uh, but they go there because they, they're, they're going out of desperation. Now, when they go there, they have two sons. Now, their sons have to get married or they, they want their sons to be married. Their yeah. sons decide to marry um, pagan women, mm-hmm. Ruth and Orpah. Long story short, the husband and both of the sons die. So you yeah. have three widows. You have Naomi, you have Ruth and Orpah. Naomi decides to go back to Israel. And uh, she tells her daughters-in-law, because they want to go with her at first. And she's right. like, you don't, you, you don't have to come with us. You don't have to come with me. Yeah. Um, Orpah goes back to Moab, but Ruth uh, commits to her mother-in-law. I mean, we're going to get back into that, that commitment later. Uh, but she commits to her mother, mother-in-law and goes to uh, Israel. Um, and then I, I encourage all of you to read the book of Ruth, because um, so, we don't have time to go into all the, the nitty-gritty details of the story. But long story short, she, she commits to her mother-in-law. She ends up gleaning in the fields, like Pastor Zach was saying, yeah. um, because they didn't have any property. They didn't have any land as widows, uh, but they had got, the Lord had provided a way uh, to care for the widows and the poor. So she gleans in the fields of uh, Boaz, who ends up being um, a, a distant relative. Yep. And in the end of the story... Um, he ends up redeeming Ruth and, and takes her as his wife, uh, just to give away the end. Um, so the book of Ruth is interesting because redemption plays a very, is, is probably, I would say it's the main theme of the book, is yeah. redemption. Um, there are other sub-themes of commitment and, and trusting the Lord and, and seeking after him um, and then receiving redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's awesome is the book of Ruth, Ruth plays into God's great story of redemption because yeah. Ruth and Boaz have a son, son named Obed. Obed then has a son named Jesse, and Jesse is the father of King David. David. And we know that Jesus came from the line of David. So Ruth, this pagan woman, because of her commitment, she is to her mother-in-law, to making um, Yahweh her God, uh, she is redeemed physically yeah. as a wife, but then she is also spiritually redeemed and she gets to be part of God's redemption story, which I think is so, so beautiful. Yeah, it's crazy to kind of think of like how you can take like, a, you know, how like the, the negative of like the, the stigma of like being a widow. And then it's like just the level of commitment and, you know, and just really commitment is like so 
I don't say foreign nowadays, but it's like mm-hmm. very rare nowadays. And like to see the blessings of commitment in that, I think is just such an amazing, uh, amazing thing that you can kind of, you know, if you really pay attention to the whole thing, um, again, like you said, you know, it ends up being part of the great story yes. of you know, the lineage of David and then, you know, how, you know, savior comes from that. So, uh, I definitely think that, you know, kind of taking a, a step back, I think is really awesome to kind of take yes. everything in its entirety. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were listening to the message, what, what would you say was like the first main key takeaway for you? Um, Ooh, the first one, um, there was one part, and I don't know what part it was in the message, but there was something that I came back to constantly, and it was about the season of sweat, uh, season of sweat, work, and dirt, and it was about mm. um, just kind of washing that off. Yeah. Um, and for me, I don't know why that just stuck out, and I think the main reason going back on it was like we always view that like sweat, work, and dirt as like a negative thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, all that is like, no. Sometimes there are just seasons of your life where you're doing the right thing; it's just dirty. And right. in order to get to the, you know, you get to that next spot, but you need to really kind of wash all that off and wash that last season off and wash that yeah. last thing yeah. off. And then it's like to welcome in that new season. Yeah. And, and like what stood out to me in that, in that part was it was Naomi was the one that told Ruth, you like, you need, yeah. I, you need to have a husband. We need to find someone to provide for you. Yeah. Um, because up until that point, they, it seems like they'd fallen into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Where Ruth goes out to Boaz's fields, yeah, and she takes enough home for her and her mother-in-law, and Boaz is is you know he tells his men to favor her, yeah. and and so it's it's like they settled into this life, but it was work, it was toil, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't have a lot of prospects for the future. It mm-hmm. was, but it but it was it was stable. Yeah. Now it took an older woman, Naomi, to counsel her daughter-in-law into that next step. Yeah. And I think one of the things, and I don't know if, if Pastor Zach said it or if I just wrote it down, but it was, you know, Naomi's plan for Ruth started with cleaning the fields. It wasn't mm. like it was, that was part of the whole right. process. That was part right. of the whole plan. And it was really cool that like, you know, and Pastor Zach had said, you know, God's plan didn't start for you just now or just when Jesus came. It's been like right. long, yes. long, long time yes. before then. And I think a lot of times in those like that kind of routine stuff that mm-hmm. we have, we forget that God still has a plan for us and we kind of settle right. into that. Yeah. And I think that, again, when we kind of take a look back, you know, we kind of take a wider view of the book of Ruth. It's like, OK, wow, this is like the redemptive story of mm-hmm. everything. Yes. And if yes. we just, you know, kind of settle into that and not look back on it and not look a, a wider scope of it i think you can kind of lose some of that like power of how redemptive it actually is right right but it started with commitment yeah absolutely and it's the same with us like it starts with us committing to the lord yeah but then we have to trust him you know uh, i think it's paul that says he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of jesus christ yeah but it can be it can sometimes feel really hard because it's work there is work in our faith there is work as Mm -hmm. we live yeah, and you know, a lot of times it, it's hard to see through that. And he brought up the the subway maintenance worker, and you know, and I forget who said it to him, and I don't remember, but uh, it was you know, why did you give your life to something of little importance? And that's it, not important. He's like, no, it's important because I gave my life to it. And it's kind of that balance of like, you know, it might not seem important what we're doing, like the gleaning the fields, it right. might not seem important because we're just getting that little portion to bring back. But that was where that whole plan started because it was committed to mm-hmm. that. And the, the faithfulness of that commitment um, really was the thing that br- reaped the bigger reward in that. Right, right. And, you know, Pastor Zach made a point where he says we die of starvation because we refuse to glean. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes we find ourselves in a hopeless situation 
and it's and we we kind of want to wallow in the hopelessness of this situation or the the pain or the just the the distress that it causes us mm-hmm. but it's no the lord provides a way yeah now i think sometimes we're expecting him to provide us with a whole field right but he provides sometimes he just provides us with that you know those corners to glean right something small and he's like he wants to see our faithfulness right so we can trust him right and it's you know it's the i bring i always as you know i usually like to kind of paint like a a metaphor like paint a picture with it and it's always like the and for me i just get the picture of like the kid with the lemonade stand and it's like if you're gonna be like i'm giving you like a dollar now i'll give you five dollars now to do this all but if you're faithful with this, maybe mm-hmm. next time when you want to do it, or maybe next time we'll give you a little more and you get a little bit more. It's like, right. I have to try, it's like trusting you with a little bit yep. before we, you know, before it's the big, like, oh, trusting you with a lot. So we need to make sure we're stewarding right. whatever it is that we have. Even if it's this small amount, like God still wants us to steward it well and be committed to that thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's sometimes because it's small or because right. it's like right. this, it's like, but it's like, no, do it, you know, do it with excellence, do it with what you have, because right. that's what the Lord wants of us. He wants us, whatever it is, no matter how small it may seem to do it with excellence. Exactly. Yeah. And then it, and it requires us going to the field. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm thinking right now of, you know, like I'm sure there, there are some list, some listeners who, um, and I've been there before where it's Lord, I don't have friends or I feel very alone. I, I feel like there's no one walking with me. Yeah. Um, and in, in a bigger church, I think those feelings can sometimes be compounded by the fact that you're surrounded by so many people. Yeah. But cleaning the fields, what does that look like? That looks like, okay, I'm going to go into church. Yeah. Because I know like that's where I'm going to be fed. Yeah. I'm going to sign up for a greenhouse because this is how I know I'm going, I'm signing up in faith knowing that this is where the Lord can provide these relationships for me. Yeah. But it can feel like work and it can feel like, how is that going to work? Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, a lot of it is just showing up. Mm -hmm. Like it really is like, once you, once you get to that place where you're like, I'm just going to show, I'm going to show up to where the Lord is. I'm going to show up to where I know that, you know, the, the presence of God is going to be, I'm going to show where God's people is going to be. And it's like, most of that, it, like a lot of the process is really just showing up. And it's just right. like the commitment to taking that step, to getting out in the fields, to, you know, to getting to a, a small a greenhouse, getting to church. It's like, okay, the Lord's going to move in a lot right. of that. And it's just, you know, we just sort of, you know, I don't want to say negate it, but we sort of look past it. And it's like, no, just show up. Like, right. just be there. Right. Like, really just be there and, and just wait and just keep going with that. I just think that, you know, mm-hmm. the idea of like getting to the fields, getting mm-hmm. to that thing is, you know, whatever percentage of the work right. it is. It's like, right. it's such a large part of it. Right. It's like, um, I had talked to a guy going to the gym mm-hmm. and he's like, yes. honestly, the first few times he's like, just get there. Yes. He's like, even if you don't use a machine or don't lift a single weight, uh-huh. he said, just get Walk there. In. Walk in, just walk in, it because eventually you'll keep walking in, yes. and eventually you'll pick up a weight, mm-hmm. and then eventually, and then you got you know, and he's like, and then after however long it is, you'll have a whole routine down, and you'll be going there regularly, and it'll just yep. become part of your you know your whole routine. And are you talking like, to Pastor Bill? I was not actually, okay. all right, because he definitely wins for swoliest pastor. Swole- and you know, my, I you know, my opinion. Don't tell him I said that. He's probably right. <laughs> I don't want him to hear me say that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how just showing up makes the world of difference. So. Yes, it does. It does. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming, what's coming to mind is uh, the woman with the issue of blood yeah. and how she had to push through the crowd to get to Jesus. Yeah. She had heard about Jesus, mm-hmm. and she, but she pushed through 
to get to him, knowing yeah. that he's he had what she wanted, yeah. what she needed. Yeah, it, it's funny how how like that, like we, you know, how we a lot of times we'll miss that part of it too. It's like she had to push through like a crowd, like not mm-hmm. just like she could like she pushed through the right. crowd, like a large group of and people. And she's considered unclean. Yeah. She's not supposed to be out in public with an issue of blood. Right. And, and that's another thing of like, oh, well, I can't go like this or I can't go like mm-hmm. that. Or what if everybody's, you know, it's all it's kind of that that whole mentality now is like, well, I'm not supposed to do this. I'm not supposed to be there. But I know Jesus is there. And it's right. like, I know, I, you know, and it's what's everyone going to think or what's that? And it was just that didn't matter. Mm-hmm. What mattered was I'm going to get to Jesus. And that was the thing is like, I'm going to get to Jesus. Yes. And if we had that mentality a lot, like I'm going to get to Jesus, like mm-hmm. that's really where our heart needs to be. I'll push through the crowd. I'll go to the field. I'll glean the field, but I'm going to get to Jesus. And it might be, might be hard. It might be challenging. It might be dirty. We might, it might be, you know, work. It might yes. be all that, Yes. but I'm going to get to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So right. yeah, I definitely, the, the, that's a great kind of mm. side story, Absolutely. whatever you want to say with yeah. that. But yeah. Cool. So, um, so then her mother-in-law, um, counsels her Mm -hmm. and what I was thinking about that too, is how there are people in our life that I think we also have to be like, we have to take on that role like Naomi did and we have to encourage them to do, uh, what, what, what they should do. Yeah. And it's kind of the, the, the role of like, you know, one of our, you know, or things is, you know, we're spiritual family. Right. And it's like, okay, now as a family, you know, you kind of have to like be the encourager, be the teacher, be like the one that's be like, hey, like, you know, let's do this. Let's get, you know what I mean? And a lot of, a lot of times we need to, t- again, like you said, take on that name or when we have someone in our lives, it's like, okay, just keep going or like, just keep doing this and like really encouraging mm-hmm. to like meet the Lord in whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I don't, and I, that's so important. Like, it's just, I don't want to like, you know not say that because right. I feel like there's somebody that needs to hear like just being encouraging to somebody can yeah. make the world a difference because you know I've say this all the time to the youth there's really never a bad time to say a good thing to there somebody is there is and we got to live in that like hey it's always a good time to encourage somebody mm-hmm. especially toward the lord like it's yes. always a good time yes. to encourage somebody toward the lord and it could be a, a rough time it can be right. a dirty time it can be whatever it is it's always a great time to encourage someone to the yeah. Lord. And that's what we're really called to do is making sure we're trying to point people right. to Jesus in that. Right. And yeah. I think it's, it's so cool because, um, you know, Pastor Zach didn't get into this, but Naomi's entire emotional state at this point is she is very broken. When yeah. she returns uh, to Israel, she tells her friends to call her Mara, which means bitter. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm not, I'm not joyful. Yeah. I'm not full of joy. Don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. I'm bitter. Yeah. Um, and but even in that state, in that sadness, she's still encouraging Ruth, and she understands. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak life into my daughter-in-law. I'm gonna encourage her along this path. Um, and then the Lord ends up being faithful to Naomi, yeah, through her daughter-in-law, yeah. And then at the end of the book, Naomi's like, I'm, I am full of joy, and like you know, she really, um, falls into caring for that baby. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that it's like so hard sometimes to like kind of push through that or like to understand and all that like in the the gleaning the fields and the dirty worker and the Naomi like you know there this is a story of of two widows mm-hmm. and it's like you know I'm sure there's a lot of emotionally like you said call me Mara it's you know she's still even in one of her darkest moments was like hey I'm still gonna encourage someone to the Lord and I'm still gonna you know right you know God is good whether I'm in a good place or not God is still mm-hmm. good 
And that's it's a hard thing to, to do. It's a hard thing when you're in a bad place or in a tough situation to be like, God is still good. But the the reward of that and like the just the the commitment to the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's you know, that's one of the that's again, I love this aspect of commitment is just because it doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter what it is. God is still good and God is still on the throne. And that is again the bigger redemption story than mm-hmm. you know. Commitment, as as Pastor Zach said, leads to provision, promotion, providence, yeah. and it's really just cry out to the Lord right. and cry out to everything that He has for you because He has a great plan for you. Um, but we just have to keep getting there. Mm-hmm. We have to keep looking yep. at Him and keep crying out yep. to Him and seeing His provision in and, the little things and seeing it in the little things. It's uh, you know, uh, it's the the small miracles that we have, the small little things that God gives us every day. That's mm-hmm. going to get us to the big thing. Right. It's it's not always the big thing, big thing, big thing, big thing. It's like the the provision of like the little things. And, right. And you know, Pastor Zach talked about the the corner of the field, like how they rounded it off, mm-hmm. and that corner was for like the poor. And it's you know, God always is yes. thinking of of everybody, and it's it's like you know, even if you don't feel like God's thinking of you or God, mm-hmm. it's it's. He saved a corner for you. He saved oh, yeah. something for you. He's oh, there yeah. for you. Exactly. It's yeah. just you know you gotta you gotta really try and 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 cry out to him and look. Oh to yeah, him for that. Yeah, and and I think it's super important uh, to highlight that the father's heart, that you know God's heart as a father was for anyone who wanted to be part of His plan. Yeah. Um. Even you know we we see in the Old Testament Israel are is His people. Mm-hmm. But anyone that wanted to follow after him, he would include them in his plan, as we can see with Ruth, who ends up being part of the line of Jesus. Right. Yeah. It's funny that, you know, again, uh, I always say it wrong. A Moabitess. 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 Yeah. yeah. So I have some words are just so hard for me to say. Yeah. Um, But it's like, oh, if you had, you know, thought of that or if people around that time would have thought of that, I'd be like, that's crazy. Right. But it's like, you're never too far for God to use you. And you're never too like, you know, outside or on the fray or like Mm -hmm. way deep to that God can use you. It's like, God wants to use you if you want to be used. And God wants to, you know, wants you to be a part of your story. It's Mm -hmm. a matter of like, are you crying out to him? Right. Are you wanting to be a part of it? Right. You know, and, and that's that's really cool that you see it a lot throughout scripture is like it's the the kind of the you know, the oddball or the outcast mm-hmm. or whatever it is that God uses the most. Yep. Um and again, this is just another example of, you know, someone being in, brought into the lineage mm-hmm. of God, not just like part of like into the lineage, right. like which is which is huge. Right. Um, and, and that storyline continues in us. Yeah. Today. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? It's not, it's, and it's learning to see God's story for your life in the midst of your highs and your lows. Yeah, absolutely. It's a matter of, you know, sometimes you have to, like we're doing right now, take a step back and see like the big picture, mm-hmm. you know, um, because, you know, sometimes you get like close to a painting and like the little strokes and it's like, if you just looked at that little ugly spot yeah. or like that little spot that looks a little it off, out. it stands yeah. out. And um, it's the, the, the Bob Ross, like, mm-hmm. you know, the Bob Ross does like, the there's no mistakes. Accidents. There's just happy accidents. Yes. Um, and I feel like that, that's a lot of times <laughs> what our life is like. It's like, oh, I, I really messed that up. And it's like, okay, but the Lord is going to use that He'll in the, in that. the, the yes. bigger picture and, you know, the story of redemption. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you know, you're, anything can be a testimony to somebody who needs to hear it. So, um, yeah, the the happy accidents. Mm. Yeah. So then we have the, the Pastor Zach really went into the whole uh, barley and wheat season analogy, uh, which I had never even thought of that. Did yeah. anything of that stand out to you or? Yes. Cool. All right, <laughs> a take, lot us in, of, take us in. I have a lot of stuff on that. All right, you take us in um, there. And I, I, so it's, it's funny that, you know, 
a lot of times we kind of, you know, we, it's the separate of like the, the barley and the wheat and it's like the barley, it's so quick. It's so quick and it, and it you know, it kind of doesn't matter where it's at. It doesn't matter what the, the climate is or whatever. You know what I mean? It is, it's so quick and it, it you know, it produces. Satisfying. Right. It's so satisfying. And, you know, a lot of times you're looking at it, it's like, I want that. Like, why is like, you know, you see it a lot when, you know, people first get saved. It's like, everything is just like booming. Right. Everything exploding. is just exploding. And it's like, okay, I've been going through a season now or <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. been at this for a while and it's like, I'm not getting the same, like this big thing. And the funny part is about that is the the longer season and it talks about like with the wheat, it takes, it's a lot more finicky and it takes a lot longer to actually mature, but it yields something that's more refined and can be, is more usable, right. I guess is the right. So it, it's, it's, it's funny how stark the contrast is, but how much the Lord uses both mm-hmm. and it's at different times. And again, that was one thing Pastor Zach had said is like, you know, a lot of times we look back at like that season of our life where we were in a barley season and, it, you know, but now we're in the wheat season. It's like, no, God is still doing the barley season, but he's doing it for somebody else who will then probably be in the wheat season. Right. So it's, they're both important, but they're, it's not that one's better or worse or anything like that. It's just two distinct differences, but God does amazing things. So mm-hmm. it's. It doesn't matter if you're in the wheat season where it's taking forever. It's like something refined and something yeah. really good is going to come out of that. Right. Um, but don't don't look at the people going through the barley season and be like, I want that. It's, you know, mm-hmm. kind of sit in where yep. you're at because something big is coming. Right. You just have to right. have kind of go through that time of, again, things being refined and things being all that. And then it right. works out with, the, with yeah. the huge, you know, the more refinable, the more usable, the bigger thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, how do you, how would you say like that could look in someone's life? Um, I, oh, that's, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, or, or th- even for like a kid or, or an adult, whatever, whatever yeah. comes to mind first. So I think you a know? lot of times what'll happen is like, especially for like people who get saved, they have like everything, like it's all the theology and stuff coming in. It's like learning God's love. And it's like, okay, now that we're, you know, in this great place. And then you have like a season where it's like, things get a little hard. And one of the things that like Jesus gets baptized, right? And he mm-hmm. goes from the water right to the wilderness and it's yeah. like, to the wilderness. Yeah. And it's like that's bi- interesting is the Holy Spirit leads right. him to the, the wilderness. Holy Spirit, Spirit yes. leads him to the wilderness yes. where it's comp- it's hard yeah. and it's complicated and it's all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, like you may have had like a fantastic season and that's great. And, you know, praise God for that. But praise God for the time where you're in that dry, where you're learning a lot of stuff and things might need to get shaken off and right. things might need to get a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You might need to get the sweat and the the dirt and all that mm-hmm. stuff from doing the work of the fields, but it's going to produce such a refined result. So I know a lot of times, you know, you see it with like a job situation or finances or you have all this stuff or, you know, relationships where things get tough and it's like, okay, like the Lord is still in this. Mm-hmm. Like the Lord, it might not, you know, seem it right now. It might be hard right now, but the Lord is in this to, to again, produce something that's really refined and that can be really usable. Um, so it's, it's really kind of the, the, in the waiting, you mm. know, it's the, in that still keep crying out for the Lord. Still keep, you know, knowing God is good. You know, God's good all the time and all the time God is good. You hear that all the time. Um, but that's one of the things is like the barley, it's like something quick and amazing can happen and it's great. But it's the, you know, the other stuff when, when life is life and we are human beings and when life happens that a lot of times it can be tough to not waver, but it's really just kind of cry out to the Lord in those good and bad times. Mm. Mm. 
then then we uh we move into the whole anointing yourself mm-hmm. um and then putting on your clothes um what were some thoughts that you had from from that that portion of the message so the funny thing to me and and pastor zach really addressed it was like you hear the word anointing and like there's so many like we it's a large church now so we have so many different like and you can kind of get like the the cringe oh yeah like you can yep. see your neighbor oh. do like the cringe like oh i don't like that word the anointing right the anointing or like what is that man it gets like this all like hyper like sensitive like emotion things like that but it really is like the the mark of a holy spirit like mm-hmm. the mark of the holy spirit on a per you know, right. on a person for a purpose right. and that's like you know we have to be ready to kind of like take that on to like prepare ourselves for that mm-hmm. you know it's the kind of the you know take a bath and anoint yourself thing right. that it's like you you want to be willing to do that you want to be willing to go there and i think a lot of times it's like we have to kind of set ourselves apart like ruth it talked about you know like you know how you need to dress and how you need to do all you know present yourself and we need to be willing to get to that place where we're willing to you know be willing to take on the anointing we need to get in there we mm-hmm. need to do that and, and be you know be ready because the Lord wants us to be ready for when it's right. time for us to have that call. Right, right. Well, I, I think in, in Hebrews uh, where it says that we're supposed to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, yeah. and how we're supposed to cast aside every weight and the sin that tangles us down. Yeah. And like, even though it's, it's taking off and casting aside, we can, we can think of that as like we're, we're, we're putting on or, or we're, we're going we're gonna to walk in. Yeah in in our in our calling we're getting rid of anything that we're taking off of us anything that doesn't belong and understanding like we we have already been clothed with the righteousness of Jesus yeah so Jesus has dressed us mm-hmm. um but we have to take off uh these other articles of clothing yeah um from our old life that still kind of want to hang around and Satan would love to have yeah. us put those clothes back on yeah absolutely and you know it's the name tag like we kind of you know we have the name like we still have we're you know clothes and righteousness and stuff mm-hmm. but we still put the name tags on of like all the right. things we've done and it's yep. like no you got to take those off mm-hmm. like you got you got to start taking those off now because you don't want to be walking with that over you you don't be walking with that on you yes you know you want to be walking in that righteousness so a lot of it is yeah it's the act of taking that off that's going right. to get you two more it's not going to block that right it's not going to cover that mm-hmm. it's the you know the washing off the sweat you know all that stuff right um that we need to kind of get used to and be and be willing to do mm-hmm. uh, the one of the things is like not we're not often willing to do it because we're familiar with it we're right. familiar with what's there so it's like that's a little more comfortable for me this is making it a little bit better um so that's a it is a really good point in that the taking something off can also help us kind of walk in what we have on mm. um yeah it was that that was now that you're saying that a lot is like starting yeah. to like come through my, oh, you know, sure. come through my head. And um, it's like, we just really need to set ourselves apart because, you know, we can't be all walking around with all that stuff on us. And then we're just like the other person who's having all that stuff on us. It's like, if we're anointed, God is calling us for a specific purpose. And if we're, you know, kind of covering ourselves and all the other stuff that you can, you know, it, mm-hmm. it really kind of takes up the uniqueness of, of who we are and that call on our lives and that. So I, uh, I really, yeah, I really like that kind of analogy there. And I think there was one thing that he said is, um, in the natural, the form follows the function. Um, but in the supernatural, it's function follows form. Right. And it's that, you know, a lot of times, you know, we need to be, you know, like 
start walking that out, start doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it's like all that sort of other stuff will like right. follow. Right. Um, if I'm saying that correctly. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool. It's like, what well, are Paul we... says that he says, right. like, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Yeah. So the spirit has already anointed us. Right. So it's not that we're going to put on the spirit, but the act of putting on the spirit as an illustration would be, okay, I am going to, I have, it's, I, I am in faith going to walk yeah. with the mind of Christ. The Holy Spirit lives inside of me. I am going to live by the spirit. Even if I don't always feel like it, even yeah. if I, even I, if I feel guilt or shame, I'm going to walk in this knowing that the Lord meets me here yeah. and Satan has lost. So if I, and if I resist the devil, the devil has to flee because he loses his power when he sees that I am walking in my authority. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, you hear it all the time. It's like, you know, a Christian walk, like that's yeah. kind of the, the big, the big name. It's like, yeah, well it's, be, it's called a walk because you need to be walking it out. Right. Like we need to be continually be moving in that. And you know, it's, it's kind of the, again, the function of like who we are and what we're doing. It's like, if we have the Holy spirit, we have all these things already in us and already mm-hmm. part of us. It's like, but yeah, great. Let's walk it out. Let's right. not just have it. Let's do something with it, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it's a really good reminder that, you know, if you have all the other, you know, all the, the, all the other stuff the world wants to put on you, it's like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to walk in something else. I'm not going to mm-hmm. bother labeling myself with all that. Like you said, the guilt, the shame, the whatever it is. Right. The stuff uh, that Jesus already got rid of. Right. It's already, it's already, it's already on the cross. Yes. Like that's, that's the, the, the funny thing about it is like, we're trying to hold on to stuff that Jesus already took with him. Mm. You know what I mean? So keep walking in who God called you to be. Keep walking in that. And you have a specific purpose. Like you, you yeah. are called to something. Um, so let's just keep walking that out rather than like, Hey, let's bring this back. Let's, right. you know, do all that oh, stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think everybody kind of falls into that at one point or another. And I think that that's why having someone like Naomi, who's going to encourage you in right. all those things is so important. And it's, you know, at, you know, sometimes we'll be Naomi. Sometimes we'll need a Naomi. Hey, um, exactly. But it's exactly. like, okay, we're still going to walk it out. And, oh, yeah. you know, we're still going to, you know, be together. We're still going to have that, like, community and like, hey, spiritual family. I'm mm-hmm. going to pick you up. You're going to pick me up. Right. We're going to do all that stuff. Right. Um, so, yeah, the, the walking it out is mm-hmm. is always, like, one of the, the bigger things that, you know, just walk it out. Just walk it out. Amen. It's tough right now, Amen. but just keep walking it out. So we're kind of uh, hitting the end of our time together, but what would, what's the uh, a final point that, that you really feel burning uh, from Sunday that you want to throw at us? Um, for me, and, you know, I, I really feel strongly about this about Sunday, is just commitment. I think there are so many things now that's always like, oh, have your foot in a lot of camps, or like, oh, make sure you're having all these backup plans, the backup plans, the backup mm-hmm. plans, just like, like, fix your eyes to Jesus. Mm. Commit to Jesus. Commit to whatever it is. It could be hard. It could be right. work. It could be whatever it is, but commit. Mm-hmm. Commitment is such a big thing when it comes to our relationship yeah. with the Lord. It's yeah. just like, you know, commit. Like, it, it's the same thing, you know, for the bride of Christ, yes. you know, then like, takes mm-hmm. commitment. It takes commitment to be there, the good times right. and the bad and all this stuff. So my, my biggest point was that, and that was in my notes, I have it like big, 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 bold, was like, you know, commitment connects us to all that, you know, provision, promotion, right. to providence. Right. It's right. the just wanting to to be there. Just, mm-hmm. you know, even in the bad times, even in the the times that it's tough and even the times that it's good because let's not, you know, 
forget that sometimes when right. we're good. It's like, oh, never yeah. mind. And yeah. it's like, no, commit to everything in mm-hmm. all things. Commit it to Christ. Commit it to, you know, commit it to the Father. Commit it to just, you know, walking it out. Yeah. Whatever it is, the the hop skip, the the kind of the the lowly walk, the skipping, whatever it is, the the dragging yourself through it. No, walk it out. Mm. You know. Yeah, and I don't think we can overemphasize um, how important it is that we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. We yeah. have the dove living inside of us. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit is our counselor and our teacher. And the and that's that's how Jesus described the Holy Spirit. Right. So Jesus knows he he knew that we would need to be taught. Right. In and walked out and in our faith we would have to be counseled. We would have to be you know um, brought along as we mature. But yeah. we have to go back to that place of rest in our souls, um, the Holy Spirit, and following His guidance and 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 walking that out with each other. Yeah, and again, it's just like we ha- we we already have it. Like a lot of times, it's like oh, it's like you're not walking to like find it. Mm-hmm. It's already here it's in you. You're just you're walking yeah. it out. Like right. you're walking with it. You're not walking to it. Mm-hmm. You're walking with it. With it. And you know that's the that's the thing to remember mm-hmm. is like the commitment is we're walking with it. We're not walking to it. No. If you're you know you know born again Christian, you're you know you're you're there. It's mm-hmm. there. Yes. Amen. It's there. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, why don't you just pray us out? Yeah, awesome. Um, Father God, I just thank you for uh, just thank you for your word and just how much it can teach us and just how much that you just wanted to breathe life into us and just breathe these scriptures in, Father. I just thank you for just the lessons that we learn. I thank you for the reminder that you com- that you want us to commit to you, Father. You want us there, that even in the the gleaning of the fields, that you saved the corner for us, that you've mm. thought of all of the things, that you've thought of all of us, Father. I just pray that we don't lose sight of, of all the things that you're doing in the good times and the bad, whether in that barley season or that wheat season, Father, that you're, you're good all the time and that you are for us all the time. And I just pray that we can continue to walk that out and walk in the Holy Spirit and all that you've given us and all that we are in you, Father, and all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Mm, We can't wait to have you back. Well, everybody, I'm Luke. I'm Brandon. And this has been The Breakdown. Breakdown.